Okay. Let's begin. Parshas Vayishlach. Do a quick summary. A lot going on in the parsha. Begins, of course, with Yaakov Avinu sending forth Malachim to Esav. He's scared. He divides his camp into two: one to be presented in front of Esav and one to flee. He then davens and he says to Rebbeinu Shalom the famous Katanti with the two different traps: the Kad, the, the Ravi, or the uh, what's the other trap? Yeah, and then uh, he offers the mincha, the gift, and he splits up the whole gift and how he sends it, and he makes sure that it's spread out. He gets up in the middle of the night, and we have the Shlomo Kabbat song, and he fights with the angel, and the uh, Malach is for a bracha, and he is for a bracha. He names the place Peniel, and then we have the Mitzvah Giranasha. He then goes, and he puts all the four groups Instead of two separate ones, he has all four of them together, just grouped by their parents, by their mothers. He bows seven times, and Esav comes running up, and he hugs him, and he kisses him, or he didn't kiss him. Esav, yes, me, Elalach, and Rav, Yeshli Rav, Yeshli Kol. And then Esav says, let's go travel back together. Yaakov says, go ahead, we're going to go slow. Yaakov comes to Sukkot. He buys up a little plot of land outside of Shechem, and he makes a Mizbeach over there. And then Dina gets kidnapped, and Shimon and Levi go in, and they make the whole shtick, and they kill out the town, and Yaakov gets upset, and they say, Yaakov's quiet. After that episode, Yaakov tells Yaakov Avinu, go up north towards Beis El, to the place where originally you slept and made him as Bayak, and then he's matired themselves from the gold and silver of the Zoros or whatever that they took. And then Devaira is Nifter, and Rivka is quietly nifter. We'll talk about that too. And they named the place Eloin Bachos, the place of crying. And then the Abister gives Yaakov Inu and Vua, Kahal, Kahal Goyim, you can have more children still. And Itaka has been Yabin and Rachel dies and makes him a Teva, Kevarachal. And then we have Ayishkav Ruven Hezbilla, which Ruven and the Pasuk testifies that the children of Yaakov were 12, they were all equal to Dikim. And then Yitzchak Avinu dies. And then we go into all the Alufei Esav. And Esav uh, moving into Harseyer and all of his kings, etc. So in action, back to Parashat, let's begin. Why is the whole story so in detail? With Yaakov sending the Malachim and the 400 men and the threat and the fear and the skier and the gift and the bowing and the biting. Why is it all here? I don't know. It's a, it, it keeps safe and gracious. It's exciting. No? Good reason to, to... Why not? Says the Ramban. There's three reasons why this parsha is written here. The Ramban gives an introduction to the parsha. doesn't really do that. He says the reason why the story over here is written in the Torah is for three reasons. Number one, to let you know that Hashem protects the Tzadik. That's number one. The Tzadik is being threatened by 40,000 people. I'll be past this. It says it was 400 generals, each one over 100. And uh, Yaakov was saved. That's number one. Number two, it's coming to teach us that even if you have all the schism in the world and all the praise in the world, you still have to make it stadless. You got to give it your best effort. You got to try to work. And number three is it's a lesson for the future. Mice of a similar body how to deal with Goyim, how to deal with Esav, and that is a three-pronged approach. We need Doirain, 
bribery. We need tefillah. And we need to get ready for war. And how does the youth get ready for war? Run. Flee. Yaakov did not prepare to fight Esau. Is the doctor in that order? Not that I know of. But we need all three preparations. And the way a yid fights is like we know with the dove. The way a yid fights is with his wings. He flaps them and he runs away. That's how Yaakov prepared for a war. Okay. So Yaakov sends Malachim. Rashi says, Malachim, what's Malachim? Malachim Mamish. And something my father said in the Torah any times here, and something I've heard to him probably every single year growing up in the house from his father, Eliezer Milstein, he used to say, the Gemara says, Malachim it was Malachim Mamish, over his people. Why does Rashi say Malachim Mamish? My Zayda used to say, even if it was people, they were Malachim Mamish. Which person would endanger himself <coughs> and put himself into lions then and go to Esav for the sake of other Yidin? Malachim Mamish. And I, even though Betzim, I don't usually give uh, stories and Mimarka, but such a beautiful mice that my father said over. I've heard this from my father also before. There was a Bika Chaylam, a Satma lady working for Bika Chaylam. She went to Mount Sinai Hospital. She goes into a room, two Yidin. She brings one the food. Oh, thank you so much. That's wonderful for Shamsa. Great. Thank you. Thank you. She goes to the other guy. The other guy was grumpy, grouchy. The guy says, What actor is it? Satma. He takes the bag and throws it in her face, splatters the soup on the floor. Everything's cracked, broken, crushed, a mess. She quietly goes, she cleans everything up, and she leaves. Doesn't say a word. Then she calls up Beaker Khalim headquarters, and she says, This guy wants a different hexer. What can we do for him? They say, you know, we have a, a partner with Biker Chaylam in Crown Heights, the guy who's Chabad. We'll send you in a car service from Manhattan to Crown Heights. You're going to go to her, pick up a whole Shabbos worth of food, go back to Mount Sinai Hospital and deliver it. Don't we have Malachim Mamish living amongst us? Isn't that unbelievable? We have Malachim Mamish that live amongst us. Yidin or Moisenefesh, completely selfless. Not even a word back, nothing. And all that effort on an Arab Shabbos, back and forth from Manhattan. Because this guy's Makbid on the whatever action. Malachim Mamish. That's what my Zayda always used to say. Okay. How do we know? Rashi Lemaisa says Malachim Mamish. They were real angels. How do we know that? Different Mavarshim. What was that? It's very simple. Look at the last Parsha. The last week took him, Yaakov Avinu met Malachim, Machanayim. So when it says Malachim, the next boss week is Malachim Amish. Simple. Another pshat is Lefanov. Lefanov is like a lashon of covet. Okay, the Malachim. Another pshat is, he sent Malachim to know what's in Esau's mind. And only Malachim can do that. But there's a beautiful Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, brought down in the Kliyakar a little further down, where it says, by Yeshuvah Malachim. <laughs> Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, beautiful. He says, we don't find that they went. You can't say that they went yet, because he's still talking to them. So he set them up to be his angels and go, but he's still talking to them. This is what you should say. Right? So he didn't actually send them off, and it doesn't say they left. What it does say is, they came back. 
Zok Rabbeinu Bechaya. On a Malach, you could say he came back even before he left. <laughs> or something along those lines. Right? Kibarak, like a lightning bolt. They go, they come back. Rotsi Vashavim. Tick-tock, it's done. On a Malach, you could say that. That came out even before they were gone. You couldn't even say they left. They're already back. Giving you back the message. That's how we know that they're Malachim. And that's what we say is the meat of Tzadikim, Zrizim, Mamish, Kamalachim. Okay. So he says, this is what you should say. La'adoini le'esav. Says the Das Gain of the Kiskuni, Yaakov was punished for this. He said, You took upon yourself, Master. Now, he's, he's only saying he was punished over here, not for the rest of the conversation. Because the rest of the things was saying what the Malachim should say to Esau. But here, he was talking to them. And he was telling them, This is what you should tell my Master Esau. Why at this point did you refer to him as my Master? Others say, no, he was expressing upon them, get it into your subconscious, make sure you don't slip up. We're treating him now like he's my master. That's how we got to do this. Ramban says, to avoid saying that Yaakov Chasm sinned over here, the Ramban says, interesting shot, this is what you should say. When you appear in front of Esau, you should say, we're here for our master. As they let the Ramban. Not that Yaakov was saying this about Esau. He's saying, Pause. You should say to him, We're at your service. And then continue to talk. So that's how the Ramban learns. Okay. So they come back and they tell him that uh, Esau is gam. He's also coming to greet you. And he has a whole parade for you. 400 generals, each one ruling over 10 or 100 or 1,000. Um, Fregd, Fregd, Rebjonis and Ibersitz, why was Esau rushing to meet Yaakov? He knew Yaakov was going to come back home at some point. I'm assuming he kept tabs on Yaakov, the fact that he knew that Yaakov was on the road now. He's keeping tabs on him. So why didn't he wait for Yaakov just to walk straight into him? Let him come back home and kill him there. So simple shot is, he didn't want to be around his father. What? Can't wait. <laughs> He's anxious. But a beautiful child with Benjamin Ibisit. He says, We find this by Amalek also. Why? Because Esav knew there's a rule. You're not allowed to learn on the road. Oh, that's my chance to get him. Like the Pshat, they say also, Yikravu Evel, Yimei Evel, Avi, when the days of mourning of my father arrive, then I'm going to kill Yaakov. Why did he say when the days of mourning arrive and not Bemisas Avi? Because during Avelis he can't learn. And then he knew he could attack Yaakov. Now there's a Kasha, what do you mean? You're allowed to learn on the Derek also, but you're not allowed to learn the Ian. Oh, that's the real Torah that protects a person. And Yaakov knew that if Yaakov was just learning small Torah, small talk, you know, Torah anytime in the background, eh, you can attack him then. A real learning is not going to be able to go on the road because I'll take his with Derek. And that's when he thought he's going to have the advantage to attack and kill him. Huh? Yeah, there's a mitzvah, and that's what he's saying. To Legirsa. On the road, you could just do things that you know about pair ready and just say Torah, light, light Torah. Okay? So Yaakov Avinu was he was terrified, he was scared, he was scared of killing Esau, and he was scared of getting killed as well. And all the Mepharshim ask, why on earth was Yaakov scared? You know why Yaakov was scared? You could leave already. You know why, why was Yaakov scared? Let's go, Mary, why was Yaakov scared? Yes, you know, I told it. 
Why was Yaakov scared? One shot is he was scared for his family. Hashem gave him a promise, I'm going to protect you. Maybe the family not. Or Hashem gave him a promise, that even if they don't know of any hate, they're always worried. Maybe a hate is going to knock off. I just a kasha. Any nevuah that's latoiva, Hashem doesn't rescind. Um, I forgot who, but somebody says, a nevuah latoiva, Hashem doesn't take back when he says it through a navi. Because then it's going to be like a chil Hashem. A navi came and announced something good, and it doesn't end up happening. But a nevuah to you yourself, that Hashem told you he's going to do something good, Hashem could go back on if you don't deserve it. So you were scared of chet. The kliyakar is, what chet? The Hebrews to promised Yaakov literally a few days before, go back home and I'm going to protect you. What could he have done? Bishlam of the 20 years, my love, okay, maybe. Maybe there's something that slipped Yaakov's mind. <laughs> In the few days of traveling, what could he have already done wrong? That's what he was worried. He already said, and, and he doubted himself. Maybe Taka shouldn't have done it. And Chazal say that someone who kisses up to a Russia, he's going to fall into his hands. What? Ramban's saying a different shot, yeah. Ramban says, he was just worried. He said, that's the meat of Sadiqim. There's a whole stickle on it that a tzaddik is always worried. He's always so self critical. He's always worried that maybe he was chaytik. But the Kliyaka says this was a specific thing that he was concerned about. Okay, so he goes and he tells, he splits up the Bayachat, it's two different camps. One camp is going to greet Esav, the other camp is going to be Lefleta. How do you know he's going to be Lefleta? The Elam knows the Cheshben, he heard from Rivki Menu. Why should I lose both of you on one day? And he knew that that means that Yaakov and Esav are going to die the same day. Well, if Yaakov is going in the first camp and Esav attacks him, Yaakov knows that Esav is going to die the same day. So he split up this. His, his island at the two separate camps with one day separation. And he knew that way Asa is going to die by the end of that day as well, and the middle of the other camp is going to be safe. Lamais, in the end of the day, they didn't die the same day, but they were buried the same day. So what happened to Asa's head rolled into, rolled into Marisamach Bela when Yaakov was being buried. So they, weren't, they didn't die the same day, but they ended up being buried the same day. So why can't Asa just attack the other one? As I'm saying, Yaakov went with the first camp ahead, and he put the other camp a whole day's worth behind him. And that way, there's no way he's going to get to the other camp. Okay? So, Yaakov says, No, he was out there for, for blood, you know? He said, He wanted him dead. We know that he wanted him dead. He said he's going to kill him. Okay? So he says, Katointi Rabbi, we have to be very careful. There's a Mishnah in Pekyu that says, everything, the world is like a Matsuda Prusa, it's like a net. And the Ibrister has a pinkus, and the Ibrister sells on credit, but everything has to be paid for. Every pleasure, every luxury, everything that we have in this world has to be paid for with schosim. And therefore, Yaakovina says, Maybe I become small from all of the chesed that Kodesh Baruch did for me. I survived the loving for 20 years, and I came out a rich man. Maybe I lost all of my zechusim. Katainti, mikolah chatzadim, mikolah emes. Some say katainti means he wasn't saying he's small. Katainti means I have become small. Mikolah chatzadim. All the wealth Hashem gave me, I made smaller because I gave away the tzedakah. I I contracted from my wealth by giving away 
a lot of it. So I have become small from the original Chassadim of Hashem. And Vakar, he's saying that the Yipsa should help him because he gave away tzedakah and tzedakah taught so many mothers. Okay? Katanti, this is the Rebbe Salas Vark that we're in an expensive hotel and everything's going to be paid for. We've got to be careful. The Vilna Gayan says that there's a Gemara Masakas Kedushin. I think we spoke about it. Gemara Masakas Saita also that says that a Tamachacham should have a Shemitness of a Shemitness of Gaiva. Gaiva is a terrible thing. But Tamachacham should have a little bit fleer about him. A Shemitness of a Shemitness. He says, why doesn't it just say 164th? Right? An eighth times an eighth is 164th. It should say 164th. Why is it Shemitness of a Shemitness? says the Gemara and it's hinting to you that if a Tamachacham thinks he should have a little Gaiva, look at the eighth Pasuk in the eighth parish of the Torah. Parshas Vayishlach, the eighth pasuk, even though it's labeled as pasuk Yud but it's actually the eighth pasuk in the parsha. And the eighth pasuk of the eighth parsha tells you that even Yaakovinu, who learned fourteen years straight, the biggest Tamachacham in the world, and he says, "Katainti, I'm small. Don't let it get to your head, Tamachacham, with all the guy from." Okay, he says, "Keep a makli of arti as a yadin as Listen to this chida. The Chidah brings down from somebody, I, I'm not familiar with the name. Listen <coughs> to beautiful word. Rashi says, I came across this Yardin just with my stick. Imamish came knocking, he didn't have anything. He had to get clothing from the soldier that died because Elivas took everything from him. He crossed over the Yardin just with his walking stick with Zell. And now he's such an expanse, so much wealth. Two machnes. The Shiva Tzal used to ask, well, what's up with two machnes? If you wanted, he could have split them into four too. He could have split them into ten, to twenty. What's two machnes? What he meant to say is, his, his godless, his shlemus, became so great that he now is capable of giving over like two whole different machnes. Eventually it ended up being twelve machnes. Different menhagim, right? We're okay with having different cultures. Shvarad, Ashkenaz, Chassidim, Litvak, different types of... We're okay as long as everyone's keeping tag mitzvahs. That's what he meant to say. He had such a shlemus that it branched out already into two. But anyway, listen to this. Going over the Yardin to Chutz Laretz was like going into Elam And That's very difficult. You know how I got over it? <laughs> and in Oilam Azeh, you know, if you go into Yeshiva Shevever and you have nothing on you, big deal. What do you need? All you need is a Gemara. But if you're going into Lavan's town and you got nothing with you, that's very depressing. He even cried when he met Rachel for the first time. He had nothing to offer. What got me over the Yardin? That Yerida, Yardin is Yerida, that Yerida into Chutz Laaretz, into the Oilam Azeh, was Avarti. That everything passes. Zag dechida, bedaver hayedua la'olam. That Shloim Hamelech had an insignia in his in his stamping ring. Never heard of this, but he says davar yedua, gimel zayin yud guzi. What does guzi stand for? Gamze yavor. And whenever something was going very well. It was a muzzah to him. Gamze Yavor. Don't trust in your wealth. Don't trust in your power. One good spit of Rashmadai sent them across the globe. Don't rely on anything. Gamze Yavor. And when things are difficult and things are challenging, Gamze Yavor. Gimel Zayinud. Says the Chidah. How did I get over that difficult period in my life? With Avarti. It's passing. Everything's just passing. 
it'll go. The Atta Hayisi Lishnaimachanois, listen to his word. The Atta, the Medrash says. Marjum Ligach Shalimach. The Atta, Zog the Medrash, Zuchuva. With Chuva, not only do I have Schusim, but I have Shtaimachanois, because even things that I've sinned in the past became Schusim too. So through the power of the Atta, which is Chuva, now I have two Machanois of Schusim with me. And that is the schosim and what used to be Averis that turned into schosim. Okay, as I said, the chida. Okay, atzileni nam yadachni yadesav. We all know Esav as a brother is even worse than Esav as an enemy, and that's what Yaakov davened against that first. Please save me from my brother, from Esav. We know that when the Yidden don't make kiddush, who said that part? Some his big historian said, huh? When the Jews stop making kiddush. The non-Jews make Avdallah. Never heard that line. Scary line. When a Yid doesn't separate himself with holiness to be better and different and separate from the Goyim with Kiddushah. So they start blending in into the melting pot. They start looking like the Goyim. And the Goyim come and make Avdallah. And they put on the yellow stars. So that's what Yaakov said, Davin, save me from Achi. I don't want to get close to him, even as a brother. Okay, then becomes the gift. So it says, He took from that which was in his hand to give to his brother Esau as a mincha, as a gift. So Rashi, what's Menabah Besides for the cattle and the slaves and everything that he's sending, portable items that you hold in your hand that you always keep with you, jewels, Gold and silver. He said, sent that as well. It says, Yaakov became wealthy two ways. He became wealthy from the Tzoyin and Bakr and everything that he got from Lavan. And then also he did business. He became extremely wealthy. So he says he didn't want to give the wealth that he got through Lavan. Because that was like pursuing Nisa. What to show that off? All the striped and polka dotted and weird, weird cattle that he had. Daddy didn't say sent to Esav. That was a nice presumi nisa. But all the stuff that eventually he did business with and it was Babi Yadai, which is Mekach Memker, Masu Matan, that he sent off to Esav. That's Mina Babi Yadai. Minchala Esav. I just heard from Rabbanovich. He said there was a minion forming in the street in Yushalayim. Today's one of the minion factories. And they needed a center, and there was a modern guy standing there, and somebody said, Mincha, Mincha, and the guy ran away. So the guy screamed out, it was this week's match, Yishlach. The guy screamed out. He says, Oh, now I understand the question. The guy says, What do you mean? He said, You see, it says Yaakov Avinu sent the gift to Esav. All these different things, the Gemara, the, the Psukin enumerate camels and dogs, all these different things. He said, Why didn't he send a dog? Dogs are very good shepherds for, for the sheep. I'm sure Yaakov had dogs also. Why did he send dogs? He says, because when you scream, Mincha, the dogs run away. You scream, Mincha. That's what I said on Shabbos, the story with the lion, right? Huh? The rabbi with the lion. I think I said, Mincha Yishlucha. Oh, so he goes, okay, good. She said, but uh, a quick, quick a little bit. This rabbi went with his whole congregation to South Africa to the safari. And Mitamol is surrounded by lions, and the guy's gun's not working, and the engine conks out, and, and it's getting scary, and there's a whole pack over there. And the sittering, and the rabbi gets up, and he runs over to the main line of the pride, to, and he whispers something in the air, and they all run. 
And the Kila says, wow, you're a Kabbalist. You did Kabbalah. What did you do? You got hold of life. What did you whisper? What name of God? And who knows that? He says, no, I told him, by Jews, where there's a meal, there's speeches. <laughs> and they all ran away. Okay. Anyway. Zog the Chida. Another Chida, Rabbi Say. The total amount of kosher animals that Yaakov sent equals 440. The total amount of animals together equaled 550. He says the reason why Yaakov sent this was not of the Mikra, it was of the Cheshben. He sent Esau for, first of all, he says all the animals that he sent Esau were Bali Mumen. He said he didn't want to give Esau a single good animal. They were all Bali Mumen. It was a very impressive gift, but you open it up, made in China. Okay, that was first of all. They were all Bali Mumen. Second of all, he said he sent Esau 440 behemoths to Hairois equals the gematria of mace, that Esau should die with them. And he sent them 550 total, that it should be netek, disconnecting the rosh of Esau from his body, which eventually happened many, many years later. Okay. Weiter. Pasuk Gimel, it says he went, and he took, Vayakam Alaylahu, and he goes and he crosses over Ma'avir Yabuik with everybody, his 11 children. Where was Dina? Dina is in a box. And we know there was a tiny on him. We know that uh, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Victor Miller used to say, it's Lobotka. They would say, oh, what was he punished for, right? Dina, you don't give Dina to Esau. So then he's gonna, she's going to go to Shem. Was a tiny on him? You have a tiny on somebody for not giving Dina to Esau? So he says, it's Lobotka. They say he was punished because when he banged in the nails on the box, he banged it in very strongly without any feeling bad about the fact that oh, I couldn't do the shidduch. I thought he shouldn't give her, but he felt a little, he didn't feel bad about it. That's what he said. The Chazanish says, what do you mean? We know there's a famous Gemara. It says, you don't take these risks. You don't do these intermarriages assuming you're going to change a, a shidduch. Every shadchan tells any uh, dating coach, don't think you're going to change her. Or don't think you're going to change him. This is who he is. You like the product? Go for it. You don't keep away. Don't think they're going to change. So what is it? So like the chazanish, you're right. But Yaakov had nevuah and Yaakov knew that she could change Esav. And that's how he was a tiny on Yaakov. It was just a personal preference. He didn't want it. And that's always a tiny. But for us, Zichr, we could never do such a thing. It's dangerous. But Yaakov knew that Dina was big enough that, she'd be, that she would change herself. And that's why he was a tiny only on Yaakov and Yaakov only. We'll talk about it a little bit later when we get to what happened to her with Shem. So anyway, he takes Dina, they go over He's standing in the water. Rashi says, And he's taking things and he's passing them over. And he carried over everything that belonged to him, but not the animals. As we've spoken about in the past, do you know when these events are taking place? Rabbi said this was Lel Kol Nidre. This was Yom Kippur night. Lel Kol Nidre. And you're not allowed to make a raft on Shabbos and Yom Tif. And you're not allowed to go on a raft on Shabbos and Yom Tif. So he stood in the water. That you're allowed to do. It says even on Yom Kippur. You're allowed to go through a puddle to greet your Rebbe or for any other mitzvah, certainly for Atzala. It was mutter. And he transferred everybody over. There was no Rishas Rabbim, no Rishas Ayachid. It's not carrying. She has the animals. Taka, they walk through. He didn't carry them because they're muksa. <laughs> not only that, he goes so far to say, it says that the Pachim Ketanim were Shemen. And Shemen is muksa because Yom Kippur, you can't light it and you can't even smear it. 
He can't even use it for smearing. So it was Muksa. That's why he left the Pacham Gatanim. And he was just going to go back for the Pacham and stay there and wait there with the Pacham just to guard them so that Esau shouldn't touch them and they're going to be metabolizing them like a Zov, like we say in the, the Hanukkah story. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so it's the Lelium Kipper, Yaakov standing in the middle, translating Who was this Ish? Tons of different Midrashim, how the Malach appeared to Yaakov, which Malach it was. It was Samach Mem, it was the Sarshal Esav, it was Malach Michael. There's tons that are going on over here. And it was only when he was alone that he got attacked because when you're together with people, you have a shmira, you have part of a tzibur. So there's a lot going on over here with this fight. Ad alois hashakar. The Medrash says, what was the original instigation against Yaakov? What was this Malach's claim? Kol Nidre. The night of Yom Kippur, for some reason, al Kabbalah, there's a big Indian of unfulfilled promises. And the taina that the Malach had in Yaakov was, you promised the Ebister, where's the miser from your children? He didn't do it yet. Later on, the Medrash says that when he got to Shechem and he settled down, that's when he went and he separated his kids and Levi became the miser. But at this point, he did not yet take off miser. And that was the taina that the Malach had on, Ace, on Yaakov. And Takapas, Kol Nidre night, the Malach has taina on Yaakov. He didn't take off miser yet. Okay? He said, Kol Everything. You don't. We don't have a Mitzvah Meister. But Yaakov's letter was, Kol Whatever you give me. So he had to give Meister from his sons. He doesn't have to give Meister from his kids. Who gives Meister from kids? He dedicated. It's not a thing. Like, if you say, Kol. Like, value. He's dedicating Levi to the service of Hashem. All the other brothers, they helped him shepherd. They helped him with the animals. Lady was dedicated to Hashem, even the Mitzrayim. They just dedicated to Hashem. What? <laughs> and now it's a little too late. Ever shut him, not William Kipper. Anyway, that was the Taina. That was the Taina on him about the Nadarim. Okay. Um, he hits the calf. So, what's the calf? The calf, the Shlo, has a whole tier of the association between the calf and the Pach Shemen of Hanukkah. And he says as follows Kaf is Pei, stands for Ksoinus Pasen. He learns that the entire Gullus, the entire Gullus, and the jealousy of the brothers and everything is all around the Kaf and the Pei. Ksoinus Pasen, or the Kaf, which is. He was over generous to Yosef. And the peh of Yosef. Kaf and peh. Yosef's Lash and Hara. And that's why he says, we have a minute Hanukkah. We give out tzedakah. We give out, what's uh, uh, called, a minute of, of giving to Rabbeim on Hanukkah time. As I tell you, this minig stands going back to this kaf to be generous. And he says the Chashmei when they fought all the wars against the Greeks, they didn't touch the money for themselves. They gave it out to support the poor Tommy that come. So he's like the Shlach And what's the peh? That's the tikkun of this kaf. Um, another pshat that he hit the kaf Yerach Yaakov, not the Yerach, but the kaf Yerach Yaakov, this refers to the support. He knew that he could not hit Yaakov because the Satan cannot be Pegeya and Torah. 
No hope. You can't, you can't hurt Tyra. But the support of Tyra, the Machzike Tyra, he was able to hit. He was able to put into people's, very rich people's minds, save the whales! Instead of saving the Kaili and the light. That's what happens. The Satan was able to put crazy ideas into people's minds to support all sorts of wonderful, nice things. And even good things. Chesed, Rufuwa, and Shabbos, and Taylor. Wonderful, nice things. But the Iker, 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 Iker is supporting Taira. And that was the Kaf Yerech. We know that the Ramban brings down that he was Pagay over here in the Dara Shmad. The further generations, the Spanish Inquisition, and the Asar Ruge Malchus, and other things as well. Okay. So at the end of the fight, he says, You fought. He called him Yisrael. You fought with powers, meaning a malach, and with men, and you were victorious. He didn't fight men yet. He only fought one man, Lava. He didn't fight Esav yet. Says the Briskarov, once you fought the malach, you fought the man. The man is just a puppet. And if you beat the malach, you beat the man. Right? It's Arusa de Leila, it's Arusa de Once you affect the same thing the Abraham says, he destroys first the sar of a nation up and high, and then down here, it's, you know, it's, it's bread and butter. It's nothing. Okay, so we don't eat the Gidan. Not Chef Moshe Feinstein. Why is it to remember this nace? The Sefer HaKinuch says, the Gidan Nasha is a Zechel nace, Pursum Nisa. To remember that we might be beaten, we might get clapped, we might get tortured, we might get hurt by Goyim, but we will always come out standing. That's the Gidan Nasha. Moshe Feinstein and the Darsh Moshe. Why is this Pursum Nisa, Chef Altasa? And not a Kumbase. We should have a mitzvah to eat the ghetto nasha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no? <laughs> Every matzah yom kippur, or, or Arab yom kippur with the suda, with the, with the what's it called, the yadachal, the natachal, just with the, with the crap luck, we should have a piece of ghetto nasha. Should be a mitzvah. Zakr of Maisha, because Gullus, this message of the ghetto nasha, which is a message that we go through Gullus and come in on top, it's similar to what the Gemara says with Yisurim. It's tremendous zechusim to have Yisurim. But leave me alone. <laughs> I'd rather not have the Yisurim, and I'd rather not have the Schar. Same thing with Gullus. You know what? Leave me alone with the Gullus. Leave me alone with the Schar. We'd rather not have both. So even though it's a tremendous advantage, the Yisurim that we suffer in Gullus, but we'd prefer not to have it. And that's why the Gidan Nasha, we don't eat. Azay Maisha. Okay. So right after the Gidan Nasha, um, oh, that was already before. I'm sorry. But I just want to get to Dina. This unbelievable thing. You ready for this, guys? Surprises, surprises. Who is Dina? There's got to be something behind this. This wasn't just a, a, a word of, of kidnapping a girl and having sex with her. Number one, she was a whole six and a half years old. She was Yosef's counterpart. And as soon as Yosef was born, he was ready to leave. And Lovin said, stay for six more years for, for business purposes. And then they left. She's not even seven years old. This is not Taiva's Nashim. What's going on here? Second of all, Zakta Mi'engbe Sesheva Vatidbak Nafshai. Nafshai. This is not just physical desire. This is Nafshai. Zakta Mi'engbe Sesheva. This was a sinister plan. We know that Tuma can only exist if it's Yonif, if it draws, if it nurses off of some sparks of Kedusha. And I'm sorry to say, but if you got a father by the name of Chamor, I mean, like, whoa! You got Tuma and like a really... They needed a Yanika of Kedusha. And he was looking to suck out the blood of that Kedusha. He was looking to attach himself to Yaakov. He knew that's impossible. But he figured a daughter of Yaakov he could get into. And he attached himself and he did. But listen to this. Who was Dina? 
Zog the Svagin Akdoshe. Dino is a Gilgalov? You'll never guess. Abasloibas Carnival. Avram's mother. Avram's mother. And what Avera did she do that she had to come back and fix up? She was Meshamish with her husband when she was in Ida. When she was in Ida, she didn't keep Tahar Zamashbaka with her, with her husband, with Tarach. Now, I don't know if that means Avram was born through that type of relationship, when Hatta's Vesichnisht, but it says she was not careful with Nida. And because she was not careful with Nida, she came back as Dina. The same letters. And what happened? What happened when Esther had relations with Akashveros? We spoke about this in the past. They switch. She got the Tzmiyas Zuchus from Paras, and he took out from her whatever bad midah of preachers she was having because she was offering herself to him. And the look, it was the end of Paras, and the Jews take over, and we have the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash. There's this exchange. So, right, we were, so what happened with Dina and with Shechem was the same type of thing. Shechem goes, he's with Dina, Whatever tumor and sin or chet was in the Masloi Bas for Nida, Shtayt and Pazuk, The tumor's Nida goes on to the Shaykhev, onto the one that's relating. And Mamela, he got all of her tumor instead, and that was the end of Shechem a few days later. What would have happened if Nida would have been, and Nilea wouldn't have given him?